I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Suggestible in the City. My name is Claire Totti. Who are you over there? Oh, my name is James Clement and we are, you're not going to believe it, we are the biggest Sex in the City fans in the world. There's not a single person on earth who knows more or less than us about Sex in the City. We know the exact right amount of things about Sex in the City. Which is mainly just not that much. However, we are married and we've been together for a very long time and have watched every episode of this show, plus both the movies. Not to brag. Not to brag or anything. And that's about all the credentials we have. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, we do have another podcast uh, called Suggestible, and this is like a spin-off of that. We thought we'd drop it into its own feed, make it its own podcast. Uh, so this is where the episodes are going to go up. Uh, welcome if you're new. If you're old, I'm sorry, we don't need you. We only want new <laughs> listeners. We're looking for a new demographic. No, no, of course, all people are welcome. So we're going to be doing recaps of and just like that. Uh, every single week until every character turns to dust, which seems to be happening before our eyes. Just kidding. They all look terrific. Uh, We had a really uh, fun time recording this. Uh, Hit us up at where? Oh, at Suggestible in the City, I guess, or Suggestible Pod. Yeah, or or at SuggestiblePod at gmail.com. If you've got thoughts, opinions, feelings about. Correct, SuggestiblePod at gmail.com. That is where we would love to This new series, like if you've got speculation, if you've got fan theories, if you've got, you know, little bits and pieces, any thoughts at all, please, uh, we'd, we'd we'd love to hear them. We would, absolutely. This is James's delicious bread and butter. You better believe you, it. And now tell us, you are Mr. Sunday Movies oh, yeah, on yeah. YouTube. I am. I normally do uh, comic book movie stuff, but forget all that. That's all in the bin. <laughs> I'm purely Sex in the City based from now. And you're Claire Tonti. You've got a suggestible podcast with me. You have an amazing other interview show called Something, Something, Something. I'm interviewing people all the time. <laughs> it's called Taunts. And I Correct. interview people about feelings and emotions. It's basically about feeling all of it and working our way through it. In this episode, I am PMSing very hard and very emotional. Oh, oh you did. They'll figure that out pretty quickly. <laughs> Anyways, we, we no, don't apologize. Anyways, we hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to the show where we talk about, and just like that, yes, the new Sex and the City TV series. Uh, they released <laughs> episodes one and two. We literally just finished I, them. We totally did. And uh, it was a wild run, I tell you this much. Claire, <laughs> uh, what, okay, why don't we talk about the opening because, my God, like I'll, at the start I'm like, this is not good. Oh, my. I, I thought it was an ad that we had to skip. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And why is that? Why did you think it just it was looked an very ad? shiny and glossy and it looked like an ad for a credit card or something? <laughs> it was too shiny that and plays surreal. before a YouTube video. Yeah, the first couple the first scene that was like the colouring was wrong or something. Yeah, I don't know. And they just it felt like as well, even though the three of the three of the four of them were together, it felt like they hadn't seen each other in forty years. <laughs> like it was just they were so excited and like high energy and they're like table for three and they're like, ah, <laughs> It's like, don't you do this like every fucking <laughs> day? Carrie did her signature squeal. That's yeah. one of her signature squeals. The thing I will say is Bitsy Von Muffling. So this whole season has a lot of like they just bring back as many yeah. of the old characters as they possibly can. And Bitsy Von Muffling is there to kind of be the person who's like, where's Samantha? And bring up the like oh elephant, my God. The giant elephant in the room. We should We should talk about that. It's weird because... Charlotte's reaction. We're just going to assume, by the way, that you know something about Sex in the City, I guess, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Charlotte's the brunette. Charlotte's reaction is to be like, oh, no, she's no longer with us. And she's like, w- w- she died. And she's like, oh, no, that she's in England or whatever. Why would you say she's no longer with us? Like, that only means that she's dead. I know, which is almost leading you to think that maybe the writers wanted us to think she was dead for a minute because there means yeah. so much speculation, right? Some of this stuff I think is like calling out to the audience being like, we know you were thinking about this storyline and we know you've heard this rumour but this yeah. is how we're going to play it. And I don't know, I initially I was like, well, that's just a terrible disappointment. Like, she's just gone to the England. I was like... Oh, this is awful. They kind of work it in, though, I think, especially in the ep- second episode. Full spoilers, by the way. Yeah, full uh, spoilers. In an interesting... What are you doing here? If you <laughs> don't know Sex in the City and you haven't watched what are you doing? just like that, frankly. Why are you listening to a podcast called And Just Like Jestable <laughs> if you don't know this show? The genius of that title. Okay, I have to say full disclosure before yeah. we continue. I am PMSing very hard. <laughs> Well, so that's, am... that's very sex in the city, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but I am terribly emotional. <laughs> I am so fragile. And so I feel so on edge and upset and teary about this because there's a massive spoiler and I'm, you know, it was written and projected a lot that Big was going to die, yeah. right? But I still feel like I've lost someone. Like oh I'm my bereft. God. It was <laughs> so, I mean, look, to be fair, I think they handled his death super well. But it was quite funny kind of leading up because... Well, it was funny for you. I was, I was having a good time. Really, okay, so okay, so before we get to that, yeah. we were talking about how they deal with Samantha. Sorry, yeah, so we, we should, should we should jump around. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I actually initially thought this is a terrible thing. Bitsy Von Muffling, oh, she's like one of the big larger-than-life characters, so corny. Oh, yeah. God. And then as it unfolded, what hit me really hard was the the actual truth of it, which is that after they kind of leave the coffee shop scene and as soon as they sit down at the coffee shop and Miranda's not there, I actually think that they did a fairly good job of that chemistry at the coffee shop. Yeah, table. I think, look, that opening is rough, but this is, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so initially my reaction was, well, this is James's like, greatest, like, tryout. It's just going to be awful. And yeah, enjoy it. that was part of me. I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh my god, this is this is right in my wheelhouse. Oh my god, Big's gonna fall off his exercise bike and crack his head on the stove. Oh my god, I'm gonna love this. I just want 
over just, just rubbing my little hands know, together. Like the cat that got the cream. <laughs> Whereas I am just trying to like, initially I was taking notes and I was just on the ride. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing because initially in the first five minutes I was taking notes and being like, terrible, oh no. Yeah. And then the coffee shop scene started, or it's not a coffee shop, but they're sitting at a table having yeah. lunch. And there's actually no, there's a noticeable like empty chair there as well. Yeah, like they, really they put is. that in shot, which is interesting. It is yeah. really interesting. And they can't, they had another character. They introduced the first new character actually, which mm. is interesting in that scene. And I thought that was a bit clunky and I kind of wish they hadn't I, done it. I thought, uh, I think initially most of the characters they introduce or even the old ones they reintroduce, it feels very awkward. But I think in the second episode, a lot of that, Goes Those? away, yeah. You know, I like, totally like Carrie's got a podcast, and it feels <laughs> feels terrible. Like it was that was hard to watch. It felt very scripted, and it'd be like, "When are you masturbating?" And they're like, "I don't know. What should we talk about this?" Like it didn't feel like a podcast. It felt like a radio play. Yeah, you know, and not a good one. But sorry, go on. I, I was going to say though, what I thought was an interesting choice. So they do in- introduce Lisa Todd Wexley, who is basically like a very kind of. Manhattanite with yeah. a you know hedge fund banker husband Herbert and three kids, so she's very much in Charlotte's world. Yeah, and she kind of flits in. They see her, and then she goes off. And I thought, oh, that's kind of it was a bit clunky. However, I thought they did a really good job of kind of showing you in the not in like the flashbacks and like the snippets of their lives of what's happening with like Miranda's life with her teenage son Mm. or like even Charlotte with her two beautiful daughters and Harry in their apartment and everything. But what they did do was kind of position things around. So Charlotte, you know, um, Kirsten Davis has had a lot of work done and that's just a fact. And however you feel about that, great, not great, whatever, she has. And it's very noticeable. And I was wondering whether they would address that. And I actually really appreciated how in that scene yeah. she is saying, I I think you should dye your hair, Miranda. Because Miranda's character, obviously, Cynthia Nixon, has gone the opposite. She yeah. let her hair go grey. She looks absolutely her age and still great. But her yeah, age, like a good 55. Yeah, like yeah, a good yeah. 55 and like looked after herself. But, you know, she looks her age. And so... That was actually really interesting that they addressed that in the first. I did. I did find that interesting as well to be like, yeah. well, you're dyeing your hair like dark brown. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, time hasn't passed, and I loved that. And then Carrie's come somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. she looks incredible, but she also obviously has not had as much Botox and other kind of work as Kirsten. Yeah, Davis and, has. and as they mentioned, like her hair is clearly coloured, and you can kind of see grey in it, and yeah, it's like yeah. blonde streaks. So it's intentionally like. Not like a block yeah, color. Exactly. And yeah. what I thought was interesting about that choice was it made me think, have they done some of that on purpose? Like have they thought oh, okay. about Charlotte's yeah. character and thought, what would she do? Someone with that amount of wealth and money, someone who was whose kind of looks and presentation that like hyper feminine woman yeah. in her fifties. She probably would have had a lot of work done. That's interesting. And it may not have been like subtle, you know? Yeah. Because I I don't think you'd like intentionally do that to yourself, right? Though, like for a role. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, maybe not. I mean, Botox also wears off. And I also felt. And fillers do too. And the second episode, I feel, I did feel, maybe I was settling into her newish face, but it did feel less kind of jarring. Second yeah, time around. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, I guess yeah. because you start to see her character emerge yeah. further. But that's I, I just wonder about that choice and I really actually appreciated that because it, they totally. spoke about it directly, which is another elephant in the room that I think if they hadn't would have, 
I don't know. It would have just been something I was thinking about yeah. throughout the show. So I really appreciated that. And I liked some of the witticism of Carrie in that moment too. Mm. And I like how she is clearly the one. She doesn't have kids, so she's got this kind of life that's like when she gets home to see Big, I thought I would hate that scene. I loved it when she walks into the they apartment. They put music on together. I loved And they're listening to jazz and blues and he's helping her cook and he's telling how to make the fish and they've got this gorgeous chemistry and – I loved that. I believed that. Yeah. And, I, and they aged and they both looked older and I thought, well, he's, yes, I'm I in this at, world. I'm here for it. I'm he, actually back in the world. I think he's like 67. So, yeah. And, you know, again, like a good a good 67. I, I also think, and I've always thought this about Big, he just doesn't have a good personality. Like he's doing <laughs> stuff like he's doing like little bits and jokes and like pop culture references and voices and it's like you're not – Funny, like you've probably been told you're funny like your entire life, but you're not very interesting or charismatic. He's like, "Hey, kid, what's going on?" Blah blah blah, and it's just like, "What is this?" He looks like a, like a traveling salesman in the old west, like peddling snake poison or whatever. It's funny because Chris Noss, who plays him, doesn't like him either. Yeah, as a character, look. There, he- I should say, so in the in the second episode at his funeral, someone's like. This guy sucks, doesn't he? Like, doesn't he? Yeah. Is he a bad guy? Am I the only one that remembers how badly he treated her? <laughs> yeah. Which is like absolutely true. It's yeah. not, and you do get the feeling that because it's only the first two episodes that maybe that's going to unfold because there's another new character. It's the first yeah. time you see a character from Big's professional life. You actually meet her. And she's his secretary. Now, I wrote down what her name was as well. Because I was like, is she from this show? Has she been in this before? No, no, yeah. she hasn't. No, so she's new. So her name is Gloria Marquette and she's described as Big's longtime secretary. She's played by Brenda Vaccaro. And it just get it gives you the feeling that, are they, is Kerry going to uncover some really bad stuff? Like he's like sexually harassed people or he's been having affairs or treating people at work badly or. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I wonder. Or if there's money she, issues, who knows? Yeah, because she wanted to sit up front at the funeral. Which yeah. makes me think that she had a very close relationship with him, what, whatever that looks like. And she she's, sobs within yeah, the in this really heightened she's way. She's yeah. probably too close in age to him to be his mother, I yeah, guess. I was thinking that too. Was she his mother? Yeah. That's what I wondered because she's sobbing noticeably and then, she, you know, a character comes over to give – Shay Diaz comes to give her a, like a handkerchief or whatever. And, and they introduce – and I'm pretty sure he's never been in it before um, – Big's brother. So I wonder whether, whether this whole thing is going to lead to a situation where she has to go back to her old apartment. But whether it be because she's too heartbroken and can't stay in the place where she lived with Big. But I think a lot of this is going to be like resetting expectations for like a lot of these characters. And, you know, she is more interesting when she's – in a like a shitty. Well, it's not even a shit. It's a pretty good apartment, but like <laughs> comparatively, her jumpers in the yeah, stove. totally. Yeah, I know it does give you the feeling because they did a very good job as well. I thought in that actually no. Okay, before I say that, what did you think of the moment that Big dies? Like okay. that whole scene with okay. the like, piano <laughs> frantic. Piano. Oh look, I, okay. So she goes to the recital. It's Charlotte's kids' recital because she was going to go away with Big to the Hamptons. Uh, and they, they, Charlotte was like, please come to this. It's really important. And because she's a good friend, even though she hates children, <laughs> she decides to go anyway. And Big dies while at the recital, 
while Charlotte's daughter is playing. Really, is playing like music. an incredible piece of music. It looked like she really did that for real. I don't. It's it's not the same kid from the previous. Okay, seasons, yeah, so I, I believe think that was her. I think it must have been. It's it a, if they, I mean, why wouldn't you just cast somebody who could do that? Otherwise, yeah. you have to CGI ahead on someone Correct. else. It would be and it's absolutely complicated. incredible. But as that's happening, I was take it back a bit. So. Before, like, she goes out for the night, Big's like, I'm going to spend the night in. I'm going to ride on my Peloton. This, this, isn't, this, is a, this episode is sponsored by Peloton. And then as the music's playing, he's doing his Peloton class and it's supposed to be quite funny. But I'm like, nah, he's definitely going to have a fucking heart attack. And you're just the whole time. And then all I can think of, like, when they're doing that gorgeous sweet scene where they're cooking together and drinking wine in this beautiful apartment with no dogs and kids, which it just looked <laughs> so nice. Can you imagine? And just, like, like it's gorgeous and the, and the record collection is incredible and she's like choosing a record and they're being all cute together. I know you hate it, but I was bloody loving it. No, Except no, it was time, nice. It was every nice. Every time yeah. I looked over at you, you were just like rubbing your hands together like <laughs> some kind of oh, evil gremlin that lived under a bridge. Just So, yeah, yeah, he has his heart attack and he drops his phone. And I did like the moment because she makes it home and he's still alive and it seems as if he was kind of waiting to see her. Like he knew he was going to die. But he was like waiting to see her one more time and then she rushes in and you were like, why don't you call the ambulance as he's dying? Yes. But I guess it's in the moment and it's, and it's what, it, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, it's a yeah, difficult he's, situation. He's kind of gone to get in the shower, dropped his phone in yeah. the shower and then slumps. And I, and that mo- moment for me, I, yeah, I agree. It was really hard to watch in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because it was handled really well, I thought. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah. yeah. For a guy that I don't like, it was it was pretty touching. Like honestly, oh, yeah. Because it was just it made me like gut wrenchingly. I mean, I'm also like fairly fragile <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but but I just started bawling because it, it is it, it in that moment when someone dies, it's that realization that oh they're just gone. Yeah, like yeah. that's it. They're gone. Mm. And and. You see that and then the fact that he moves his arm slightly mm. and then he's really gone and she's hunched over him. And yeah, I mean, like for instance when my dad passed away, mm. I snap into action. Like when yeah. something bad happens, I become like a pillar of You're like. kicking down doors. Yeah, I am. Left, right and centre are just like doing things. So I just could not believe that she didn't have her fucking phone <laughs> in her she's hand to not, call the ambulance. I guess she's not like a practical no, person. No, she's not at you all. Know? And so she didn't trust CPR She's really. not like good in a crisis. Like she's. No, she picked it. Like she didn't do the recovery. I was thinking you didn't do the recovery position. Yeah. You didn't call the ambulance. Mm. She tried to like weirdly do some CPR, which yeah, was I wonder, kind I don't know of what that was. Her, yeah. him. But she didn't like lie him on his side and like yeah. or even start the compressions. I was thinking, you have not done the Dr. ABC. She doesn't even know how to salt a fish. She can't give a man <laughs> CPR, I'll tell you that much. But, you know, it was a good moment because they had that final moment like before she left the apartment where they just kind of stop and they look at each other, you know what I mean? And that was the point where I was like, yeah, this is 100% happening. But it was a good moment, you know, because there is yeah. like nearly 30 years of history with these characters, you know? Yeah, and I yeah. think like they were initially going to do this in the third movie. That was a plan with Kim Cattrall. I didn't want to come back for that either. Actually, can I talk about that just for a little bit? Because I found a very interesting quote. Uh, It felt like when they were like, we tried to message her, we tried to call her, there's been a falling out between me and Kim, me and Kim Cattrall, whatever, Samantha. Samantha. Yeah. (laughs) And it felt like, oh, that's probably what actually happened. Like between them in real life. I think there's a lot of things in this that have been worked in from their personal lives, in particular with Miranda's character. But so I, I found this quote where Kim Cattrall's brother passed away and she wrote, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker wrote, dearest Kim, my love and condolences to you and yours and Godspeed to your beloved brother. And she wrote back, my mom asked me today, 
What? When will that Sarah Jessica Parker, that hypocrite, leave you alone? Your, your continuous reaching out is a painful reminder of, of how cruel you really were then and now. Let me make this very clear, if I haven't already. You are not my family. You are not my friend. So I'm writing to tell you one last time to stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. Uh, and Chris Noth off the back of that was recently was like, no, Sarah Jessica Parker is actually really nice. And that's, I don't buy that for a second. And, you know, and also he, he had nice things to say about her as well. So who knows what really happened, but they, they're not talking. But there is a nice moment where they work her back in where she didn't want any flowers on Big's coffin, but Samantha sent some over. And I thought that was really good. I thought that was a nice little moment. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was mm. beautiful. I agree with you. I feel like there was some real um, callbacks to what's actually happened. Mm. And I feel like that was a really respectful way to handle the fans of the show, actually. Because yeah. everyone knows the elephant in the room. Exactly. Everyone knows that very famous kind of Twitter feud thing that was happening. There's all this sort of speculation about King Patrol and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Sarah Jessica Parker is paid more than the rest of the women. Yeah. And in some ways, I, I remember talking about this with Matt Stewart, and he was like, "Well, yeah, I kind of get that. Like, yeah, why didn't they just do it like Friends did, and everyone gets paid the same?" Yeah, it's interesting because, like, initially she's the lead, but as that show went on, she's not really, is she? So I can understand like why you would you would be upset about that because they all carry this show. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> but I do think this still works without her, and I also wonder whether Samantha's character maybe narratively has kind of hit the end of the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's kind of done everything. Maybe we've explored everything about that character. You know, she's she's kind of cold and she's like she's just having sex with whoever and she's free and fun-loving and having a good time. Then she finds it like a more emotional kind of relationship and she has cancer and then she kind of in the last movie she or the last two movies they break up and then she's back to how she was. So, like, what do you – what do you do then even? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Mm. I do. And maybe Kim Cattrall sensed that too. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you think though, and look, because I'm nothing if not massive speculation, that's all I do at all the <laughs> things that I do, uh, including the Hawkeye recaps, which we're currently <laughs> working our way through. Do you think though there's a chance that she's actually going to physically show up in this? In this TV show? Yeah. I was okay. So the diehard fan in me would love that. Yeah. And I feel like they handled it beautifully in that funeral scene when the flowers arrived, and it doesn't say anything else other than love Samantha. Mm. And she even messages her after, like you see. Yeah, and you see that there's a sequence of text messages that Carrie's been sending her, and she hasn't got anything back. And it does remind me, and this happens. It rings really true in female friendships Mm. over, and friendships in general, but particularly female friendships with cis women especially, that people fall out for whatever reason. Absolutely. But particularly when women are at different stages in their lives and something happens and a friend kind of moves on. And in in a relationship, like a sexual partner, you have the discussion, you've got the whole like we've broken up. But with friendships, you don't have that. You can't no. say like we're broken up. It's more just that sometimes Oh, yeah, we people, don't really see each other anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and sometimes it can be as harsh as a breakup mm. or there's so much water that goes under the bridge or words have been said and then no one talks to the other person and then there's this, a wall of silence which becomes distance, time, friendship over. Yeah. But but they're still like an ex kind of in the same sort of way. Yeah, because you've got that history. Yeah. And you're so close with that person mm. at one point. So I actually feel like it's 
added a real dimension to the show because I know this happens. I know so many friends of mine who've experienced this exact kind of thing. You know, their friend who's a socialite in New York City leaves to go to London because they no longer want to be their pubs. But we've had friends, like, we've both had friends who have, like, moved away who we don't really see that much anymore. Yeah. And it's not even, like, because there was a falling out. That's just what happens. And, you know, you lose touch and you kind of, you don't. You don't, you're not involved in each other's lives as much anymore. It's just kind of what happens as you get older, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then there are those friendships where people don't reply to you or reach out and they, for whatever reason, have put a boundary in place. They just can't see you anymore. You're always like, you text me and you're like, James, can you pick up dinner? And I just blank you. I'm like, I'm not going to respond to that. Exactly. It's (laughs) awkward. It's getting really awkward. It is. Um, Yeah. So I bet back to your question whether Kim Carr will turn up. I feel like not in this season one because I just don't think they could keep that secret. Yeah. But I, I feel like she I, might watch this. I, see, watch I don't know. Two. You say that. And I'm not saying she will definitely turn up because I think more like probably not. But this is the same people who made Game of Thrones. So they've got this kind of money behind it. You know, the Marvel movies can roll in a cameo and do it. There is they have the exact same, if not bigger, budget than a lot of than you know a lot of the big Disney properties. They could easily have shot a scene. For the very end, if oh, they um maybe of her on her own, like in London, yeah, or, or they have a quiet meet up and a sit down or whatever, and maybe they've maybe because they, that thing that I talked about, how they were enemies or whatever, that was like four years ago now or something like that. Mm. I just I think it's I think the way that they kind of keep bringing it up. I mean, hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmagle. 'd be also weird if you didn't like does make it a possibility and I think we should revisit this every week all right okay speculation <laughs> hashtag speculation I also, speculation I also like how they were very clear <laughs> <That's> so, <it>. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah I also liked it how they it was very clear that even though the episodes were sponsored by Peloton there was a moment with Steve who's Miranda's husband who's like I think that bike killed him and they're like Peloton's a very good bike and I'll have you know that exercise is actually very good for your heart. And these doctors said that he was allowed to ride that Peloton and Peloton is the best bike in the world. If anything, it was the heart attack that killed him. It's his cigars and his, and his loose living. That's so true. I thought I never occurred to me. I never noticed that kind of branding. So now it just like whooshes past me. But in the little part of my brain, it's like, Peloton sounds good. Then I was like, what is this weird scene? Why does Steve have a problem with the, with the bike? So we should talk about Steve. What is he like? What is he like? A million years old? He's like what? Who? 
Who said that? I don't hear or understand anything. You're deaf, Steve. Did you? Sorry, you're deaf, Steve. Did your fucking brain not work? Oh what have they done to my I boy, know, Steve Claire? What have they done to him? I totally agree. I'm like, he's become a caricature. <laughs> he's the one. I was so not expecting it either because he's like the easiest character to get right. He's just like a nice guy. And instead they're like, I can't hear anything. 60% in one ear, 40% in the other. And I talk like Steve, but, <laughs> yeah. on, but like I'm like doing a caricature. He doesn't even look that different. No. <laughs> you know what it is though? I think because uh, this will lead into what I what I talk about with Miranda. Oh yes, I know. I so, know you. I know where you're going. With this. Yeah. So Miranda is doing. Uh, she's doing a human rights course because I think they're paralleling, paralleling a lot of this with Cynthia Nixon's real life, where she moved into politics and she's very active and and very left leaning and is standing up for a lot of like social justice kind of causes. And Miranda's character is like, oh look, I spent 25 years being a lawyer. This is what I want to do now. And so she's getting in these situations where she's like, oh, no, I'm too woke or I'm not woke enough or whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we get it. But um, there's a few things they're leaning into. Uh, she's an alcoholic, it yes, seems. Yes, I noticed that. Um, and there's also a moment where she talks with uh, Carrie's co-host, who is... Jay Diaz. Uh, Jay Diaz, yeah, mm-hmm. who is non-binary. Correct. Who's and played by Sarah Ramirez, who you might remember from Grey's Anatomy. Exactly. And it seems as if that there is a chemistry there because for those who also don't know, Cynthia Nixon in real life is a lesbian. And Steve is just like a guy's like, I don't understand anything. I'm a million years old. So we won't feel bad when she inevitably leaves him or cheats on him with this uh, other person. Yes. That's what I think's going on here. I so agree with this because I thought the same thing, especially when she had the shot of whiskey or something. Mm. And there was a scene of scene with her having a drink at a bar before she goes to uni or something. And yeah. it was like quarter to 11 in the morning. Yeah. I was like, that's a bit weird. But initially I was like, oh, but, you know, she's just having a drink. She's out of the town. But you're right. And then she brought wine to the concert, yeah. her, which initially was like, well, that's kind of fun. So well, bad. she didn't. She was like, oh, I actually saved the wine. I'll have a bourbon or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think she's an alcoholic. Yeah. And I also think that's Or unhappy, really... I guess. I don't know. Or, yeah, but uh, but I feel like they're setting it up for her to have a problem with drinking anyway. Yeah. Yes, and I totally noticed that chemistry too with Shay mm. Diaz. So I wonder. But, and Sparks are flying, mate. I'll tell you that much. They were. And because she does that big kind of mama bear thing where she like – Shay Diaz is giving her son Brady a joint. Yeah. And she goes like all hell for leather on her. That's very 1970s. I believe it was a vape pen, Claire, if I'm uh, <laughs> You're right. It was a vape clarify. pen, correct. Yeah. It was a vape pen. Sorry, you're much woker than me. Um, <laughs> is that woke? Is it? <laughs> what a vape pen is. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah. I, I, I actually quite enjoyed watching the outfits they chose for Miranda in those scenes as well because it's clear that they're trying to make a point that what she was wearing – seemed to fit in in the old movies and TV yeah. shows but suddenly looked really stark and strange. Mm. Like she's wearing heels and like a jacket with shoulder pads and skirts and her hair's sort of done in that bob and it just looked really dated. Yeah. Sitting up. And obviously that's, you know, they've made a real point of it because, you know, everyone's wearing very hip 90s yeah. cool well, thing. The, the first scene is like, Miranda, you, you look like shit. That's like, that's like the yeah. first scene. So do you think she's got to have like some kind of – Transformation, like physical as well. I hope they don't do. I hope they don't make her dye her hair or anything. 
because I love. Well, maybe she'll have like a crisis and do it as well. You know well, what I mean? So it could true. be that. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think she's they're setting her up, which is sad to me because Steve Brady's like the only redeeming. Character. Ah, fuck Steve! <laughs> I know he said I was he was my boy, but um, he uh, he cheated on her. In the oh, first Sex in the point. City movie. He did. And that was a heartbreaking storyline. Yeah. You're right. He did, didn't he? Also, they're going to have to put him in a nursing home soon. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> Even the scene where Kerry calls to say Biggest died and he's like, what? Who would be calling at this time of yeah, night? Yeah. It's like, it's light outside, Steve. <laughs> what are you know. doing? They're both awake. It's not like it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? The other thing about this, there's some pretty funny moments in it. There's a moment where at the recital where the first person who goes up, who's uh, Miranda's new friend or whatever, their kid goes up and they're like, oh, he hasn't really been practicing or whatever. And he gets up and he just fucking butchers it. <laughs> like, and everybody in the audience is sitting awkwardly and his dad, I can't remember what his, his, his dad, dad says. Herbert, played by Christopher Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he says, I think my soul just left my body. And I thought that was, that whole scene was really good. And uh, Anthony and Stanford, I love their chemistry and relationship. I was not a fan of them getting together in the second movie because the point of those characters was initially when uh, Charlotte tried to set them up. You remember what it was? Yeah, Ashton, I do. That, um, yes, yeah. That, that he's like, we're just we're gay. It doesn't mean we're all, we're like all gay guys Correct. like love every other gay guy. So exactly. they end up getting married. I'm like, what is this? This is ridiculous. Correct, because Anthony Marantino was like dating all the kind of big buff kind of stud yeah. kind of looking guys and, and like you you got the feeling like he was thinking Stanford Blash was a, was totally Yeah. Gone. Is one of them straight in real life? I think one of them is. Possibly. Yeah, I, I can't know. I can't remember. I don't know. But, but um, I feel like Willie Garson plays this so well. He's much bitchier, if I can say that word, in this. Is he, is he the one with Harold? Okay. No, he's always been like that. Yeah, but he's, like, even more soulless. Like, not soulless, but just, like, he's got some great No, lines. he's so – he's always been like mean, that hasn't Baffert? he? Yeah, definitely. I feel like he wasn't that – maybe he was always that Baffert. Yeah. I don't know, but even at the funeral, like, he seems very worried about where he's going to sit. Yeah, absolutely. To sit, to sit with Carrie. Oh, also, um, St- Stanford is um, – I was thinking I had them mixed up. He he's this will be his last season as well. Yeah, because he, he passed, passed away. away. Yeah, I know. Boo. I know because he's so great in this. Too. And I was thinking as well, like those two together. I'm like, these guys look amazing. These guys have aged spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> they totally have. And what I, you know, what I really enjoyed about it, I think maybe why you liked it too, is because they're just constantly bickering, which is exactly yeah. what you imagine they would be like if they actually did get together, because. It's you sort of get the feeling like they're just constantly teetering on the brink of divorce. Absolutely, um, and that I think rings much more true than yeah. that sort of massive wedding that they did at the start of se- of the second movie. That yeah. was just doves and white suits. I remember speaking of crying after that movie, you cried. You were like, "What happened? I don't understand." And we just got back from overseas. We were like teaching in Africa, and you're like, "Everything's terrible. The world is falling apart, and these women are drinking mimosas and." Like and like burning the Quran or whatever they were. Oh, That's not what they did. No, but, but like you know. Samantha standing in a mosque throwing condoms everywhere, <laughs> saying like, and then having sex with someone on an American flag. Yeah. Like they won't take my freedom. I was like, oh god, this okay. is so culturally inappropriate. I know it's really interesting, isn't it, that they've really changed up the cast as well. Yeah, and also the content. I think. Okay, we have to talk about the big scene. Is this the scene on the bed? Masturbation scene. That was awful. (laughs) That was an awful thing to subject your audience to. How dare they, quite frankly. I'm not one who's easily offended, Claire. I'll have you know. But that was shocking. I was shocked. 
And not in a way where I was like, you could never get away with that on television. That's rude. I'm like, no, fuck this. This is awful. How dare you make me, how dare you subject me to this? Do you want to explain what it was? <laughs> oh okay, so basically Shay Diaz says to Kerry that she, after she has this kind of awkward podcast episode. Where, where they've got a, it's, it's a woke alert button. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> It was so bad, but I thought Carrie was obviously really uncomfortable. All those people in that room are, are like interesting. Like one of those guys is Bobby Lee, who's like a comedian, and he's got a podcast, and he's like an insane person who will say anything. Yeah, but it was just like this is weird. Anyway, sorry. Go yeah, on, it was, yeah. and but the whole theme was masturbation, right? Yeah, and so then she basically says to Carrie, "You need to talk more and like." Something about her pussy or something. Yeah, like, I can't remember the exact line. Something, something like that. Which yeah, also. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Anyway, so Carrie decides she needs to get her pussy up. Boy, does she. She needs to. And so when she gets home, she sort of was writing at the computer, can't think of anything, and then she ponders and goes, oh, I know what I'll do. And so she goes into the bedroom and she asks Big to masturbate. Yeah. Or does she, do, do you masturbate? She asked him, do you masturbate? And they had this sort of discussion. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with yeah. that discussion. I think, cool, yes. Stepping out of your comfort zone a bit there, which is it? Or I guess it's because it's the theme they never dealt with in the TV shows. Oh, no, they did. Do they? they the, I mean, no, I feel like they did like no, a lot. No, they did heaps actually. They had the rabbit. No, they definitely. No, no. I'll rephrase that. I think it's a theme that Carrie didn't really talk about. Okay, sure. Yeah. Weirdly, even she is though, kind of a prude, you know. Yeah, she is, and we even though she writes about sex and relationships, yeah, she is that's her regarded whole thing. like. Yeah. and I think I don't think that's new. I think she's always kind of been. Like that. Like, Private yeah. about her mm. own sexual relationships. but In a way, In a yeah. way, even though she'll talk about relationships, but, but not in that explicit mm. kind of detail or at least about her own relationships. But she'll delve into other people's, I guess, yeah. and be curious about it. So that's kind of an interesting – I feel like – I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker really nailed the character of Carrie. Like I feel like she was back Oh, yeah, I, they're all in there. They're all in their yeah. game, I feel, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you saw them. I actually saw – it sounds so corny. It's I like, see you. And I see you. No, but I actually do feel like I watched those two episodes and by the end of episode two I was there. Yeah. I was in the world and they were the characters that I remember, completely different but aged but there as mm. opposed to the second movie which was just a train wreck. Um, anyway, back to the <laughs> Mr. Sorry, big, back to the scene. The yeah. big M, the big, the big BM, Mr. Big Masturbation. Yes. Yeah, just in case you didn't know. So then Carrie, so they have this discussion, and obviously they say yes and yes, and she's like, okay, interesting. And then she's like, okay, now I want you to do it, and I'm just gonna watch you. Yeah. And he's like, are you, you want to join me? And she's like, no, I'm just gonna watch you. And I was like, oh, okay. I, all, I Look, part of me was like, okay, cool, they're going there. At least they're making things kind of sexually awkward and a bit interesting as opposed to like glossing over all of that stuff. But I was just hoping the scene would just end Oh, my there. God, it kept going. What, what, was, <laughs> what was the emotion it was trying to elicit? Was it supposed to be awful? Because it felt awful. I, so I Was it supposed to be funny? Because I, I didn't get that either. Yeah. I, anyway, thank God he's dead. Okay, okay. So I feel like it was supposed to be Carrie, like showing a side of their relationship that you hadn't seen before. Okay. That's what I think. And I think they did, like, they managed to do that. And yeah. also Carrie being brave and being like, I'm going to, you know, push my boundaries here and see what happens. What bothered me, other than I'm going to get some lube? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Because I'm not 30. 30. Though I kind of appreciate that in a way. I'm like, great, yes. He's like, they're, they're just talking about ageing and all that stuff in a way and I, I'm here for that. What I'm not here for is the look on Big's face. There's just a look on his face oh my God. when she's looking at him and she's kind of amazing Sarah Jessica Parker being like, I'm brave and staring at you and this is amazing. And he just has like, this like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was really not a great choice of face for Chris. This is what I'm talking about. He looked kind of like a frog. He sucks. He's not a good <laughs> character. I'm really glad cr- he's. So, yeah, I, feel, I just feel like there was a few seconds there they could just could have taken it out. Yeah, but then she, he, like, grabs her and they're like, ah, we had a good, t- fun time yeah. here. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Please cut to another scene <laughs> of literally anything. <laughs> I know. However, I also kind of love that they went there, though. I don't know why. Even nah, though it's I didn't awful. Like it. it was I did awful. Not like it. And, it, and he was looking at her and it was just like, oh, this is no good. Yeah. I didn't need to. I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. I probably didn't need to see that extra bit of Chris North. Sure. Now you know there's, I, mean? I, I don't, I completely because agree. I think it was Kerry asserting her kind of sexual power. Yeah, pushing some boundaries. And, pushing some boundaries. Yeah. And I liked that. I just didn't need to see no. silk robe lube Chris Noth. It's weird. <laughs> Tortoise shell glasses, yeah. whatever he's wearing. Um, so you mentioned there's a bunch of callbacks because, you know, I, lo- I love an Easter egg. I love a reference. You love uh, There was a particular woman it. who turned up at uh, her funeral from like season two. <laughs> Who I'd Susan forgot, Sharon. Susan Sharon, who I'd forgotten, but her deal, what was her deal Played again? Played by Molly Price. Yeah, it's very, oh, good, yes. very good. I really enjoyed that. So oh, what was I what was that initial Susan story? Sharon. Oh, my God. She's one of my favorite, like, favorite cameo kind of characters. She's only, you know, I think she's only maybe in one or two episodes. Yeah. I think you should, Kerry, if you see her again, like, later in the episode. Anyway, yeah. Susan Sharon is this kind of, like, really fast-talking friend of Carrie's that's just, like, really direct and, like, all over the place and just talks all the time about everything and my husband's a nightmare and I hate him and I don't know what I'm doing, Carrie. And then in that scene in the, you know, the TV show, she asks Carrie for advice and Carrie kind of says, oh, maybe, you know, if you're not happy then, and she goes, all right, excellent, okay. And so she ends up, like, divorcing <laughs> her awful husband. Yeah. Who's awful because he comes in, like, while they're in their apartment to, and Carrie and Sharon are talking. He comes in, like, yells at her about all of this stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. He's a stockbroker or something. Anyway, so she ends up having to get a divorce and ends up miserable and she blames it all on Carrie. Yep, yeah. That she had divorced her husband and now she has no one. Anyway, she's so miserable. She turns up in the, at, a fun, at Big's funeral and she's like, let's water under the bridge. The, the thing happened between us and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Look, and I've definitely moved on from there, but God damn it, I hate you. Like, and it's just, yeah. it was, she was really good. She was She so was really good. funny. I hope she comes back again. I do too. I really appreciate it as well that her hair was sort of graying too. Like, she looked different. And I thought I also, she looked great, yeah. She did. She looked great. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, women who've aged and just, and age in a way where that's recognisable and grounding, I'm here for it. I also just really love Miranda's reaction. Yeah, it's just a very like, Maria- Miranda thing to do. was that, yeah. Yeah. Like, Miranda's my favorite character, like by far. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. There's someone I like she's mean and like she's like very direct and she's like broken. It's just maybe it's you, Claire. Maybe that's not <laughs> No, I just think she's really cool and interesting. I don't know. I've always liked her. And you know, she's just kind of I don't know, there's something about her I, I've always like really liked. And she's just there's no kind of she's got like rough edges, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, I like her. You know? And she's really loyal. Yeah, to- and yeah, she's really fierce as well, as we see in this episode, uh, well, multiple times. Uh, so so uh, Susan Sharon appeared in two episodes, The Awful Truth in 1999 and then Change of Address in 2002. 
So, yeah, two episodes prior to this. Who else will we going to see? Here's another thing that I like to do, Claire. I love speculation. Ooh, I excellent. love in fan theories and potential storylines. <laughs> and here's my question for you because I love throwing questions your way. Okay. I guess we're wrapping this up, I guess. I think we are. Um, it's been 40 minutes. <laughs> will Aiden return? If not Aiden, is this going to be a trip down memory lane? Like, are we going to see Burger? Are we going to see that weird jazz guy? Are we going to see the dude? Terry loves a jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the dude from the Navy or whatever, because she left because he said something bad about New York City or whatever. Are we going to see the mayor who wanted her to piss on him? What are we going to see? <laughs> I'm hoping for all of them. I absolutely think we're seeing Aiden. I saw yeah. a lot of stuff about that. We're totally going to see him. I don't know how they're going to work in the storyline from the second movie. I was hoping they just wouldn't keep that in canon, like they just get rid of it. Well, movie, you kind of can. It doesn't really. That what happens really in that? Happens. What happens in that movie? I think, well, she nearly has an affair with Aiden, but then she doesn't. Yeah, they, they yeah, kiss. And, they kiss. And ruin, <laughs> she ruins his relationship and then, as with all things in her life, she skips away scot-free. Correct, yeah. No consequences. Exactly. So, no, I definitely think Got some consequences now, though, don't we? <laughs> I know. Carrie. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, it's so brutal. Oh, it's so brutal. The, the, the funeral, I thought, like the whole way she's organising it and she's just this like stoic rock. She's doing yeah. the classic Carrie when she's broken and she just shuts down yeah, and absolutely. becomes cold. Yeah. And she did the same thing in that first movie when Big stands her up at the altar mm. and in other parts like when her and Aiden are breaking up. Like she has this really. Her face is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. It's so, she does this really kind of internal, I've turned myself off, I'm angry, I don't have any time for your bullshit. Yeah. Sort of she has a real asshole cold side to her. Yeah. And you see that with the way that Charlotte is constantly breaking down and carries this kind of stoic mm. sort of cold person. Like yeah. that scene in the funeral parlor where or the funeral home where Charlotte is blaming herself for it all and crying and the way Carrie stands up and just says, can we just go? Can you put yourself together? <laughs> yeah. Just get out of here. Charlotte, pull yourself together. I'll put you in a cab. Like it was so great. I yeah. Sarah Jessica did such a good job of mm. that. Who are we going to see? I'm hoping for Burger. Yeah, I think it would be interesting for Burger to come back and be like, hey, I had some big issues. And I think like Ron Livingston is still like doing stuff and he's a great actor. And, like, yeah. why don't we see some other characters that have maybe grown and developed? I, th- I don't think necessarily it means that she has to, like, end up with somebody who's already been in the show. But I think we are, yeah, I think we're going to get a bit of a, bit of a like, a, a walk down. A where are they now kind of, uh, <laughs> this is your life, Carrie, or whatever. But honestly, like, and this is what I said to you when you were like, this trailer sucks. Or maybe I said to you, in the, I can't remember whether we said this recorded, but, like, a lot of that trailer seemed to be that first episode. And yeah. now it's gone into like a completely like that. It was kind of like here's this is where they are. This is what they're kind of up to. And then they they pull the handbrake turn with Big's death and a couple of other things. And now it's going in like a different direction. And I think that's exactly what this needs because you just don't need this like treading water. We're all just doing the things that we've been doing since the first movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need to do something with it. And it seems look, I don't know whether they're going to land it, but it seems as if they're. They're actually they're actually going for it properly, which I really appreciate. I really agree. Yeah. I was so relieved from that first scene I, where I thought, oh, God, this is going to be a train wreck and it's going into the land of let's just look at more incredible shoes and look at all our fancy apartments and yeah. stuff and have more kind of that, you know, that, that the soundtrack even of the first movie is so 
big city, New York lights kind of vibe, whereas this is much, yeah, it's just taken a turn into a really unexpected place and I don't really know exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. And it's great and I'm enjoying it. Agreed. I'm actually enjoying it. Let's let's keep let's keep doing also, this then. So emotional, so you were totes emotional. If you don't mind me saying emotion. so, to- well, because okay, this sounds so naff. It feels like seeing some friends mm. that have like. Well, I know, I know there's been some times in like you know well both of our lives, but I think you in particular where like we've been away from people and like your friends aren't there and this is and I remember I got you that bootleg on the, like, yeah, box when we were living in the Africa and they didn't even have free to air TV. Yeah. And so it was just like. You're watching Sex and the City on no, a laptop. Yeah, yeah, on a laptop. And, on, and I watched that and Friends on repeat because I yeah. couldn't see any of my friends and we weren't living with people that I, they were lovely but, you They're know, they friends. weren't my close yeah. friends and I just missed having that around me and yeah. so. Yeah, I felt the same when we lived up north and through hard times. I guess it's like any kind of TV show that you really love, right? Yeah. It's so familiar, so I put it on when I'm feeling miserable and the relationship between those women is so great and seeing them in a completely different life stage. The other thing that made me really emotional, I know we're going to finish, did it make you just think about like our all our impending death? Oh, yeah, totally. And the the passage of time and the ravages of yeah, time. Yeah, it's interesting because like uh, we, and again, we should wrap this up, but like it's been 12 years since the last movie. I think it was 2009. I'm pretty confident it was. And it seems as if they didn't really age that much, like up to that point. But you go ahead like 12 years and it just, it seems like 20. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I don't know what that is. Maybe that's transitioning from your, your 40s into your 50s or 60s that like kind of makes that difference. But it's very noticeable, you know what I mean? Um, which is good, I think. Especially if you're Steve Brady. I'm Steve I'm Brady. Steve. I'm Steve. I'm I'm one step away from a from a walking frame and a yeah. nursing home. Steve, what are you doing? I I'm, don't even I'm, know I'm watching, anymore. I'm watching television. Oh, Steve, that's a fish tank. An empty <laughs> Steve, that's an empty fish tank. What are you doing? <laughs> Miranda, are you a lesbian? Yes, probably. Yes, Steve. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you feel like it's yeah. going to end, right? He's like, oh well. Just ro- <laughs> just roll me into this coffin. <laughs> Good on you, Steve. I know. All right, thanks everybody. Uh, I'm at Mr Sunday Movies on Twitter. I am at Claire Tonti, mainly on Instagram. That's my Insta- yeah. my social media of choice. And this has been Suggestible in the City. That's uh, right. Wonderful recap show. Thank you so much for joining us. We bloody loved it. We did love it. I had an absolute ball recording this. Uh, hit us up on all the socials and whatever. It's all links below. Right on in. Tell us all your feels. Please if you, do. If you disagree with us. We'd Who love to do you hear want it. to see coming up? Who do you want to die? Who do you want to see die? What a good fun time. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.